Welcome to the Lifestyle Chase, Season 2. This podcast features high performers who have found a way to live their best life while balancing their health, wellness, friends, and family. I'm your host, Chris Little. Let's get started. Oh, so we're starting now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's go. <laughs> word, That's awesome. word. <laughs> All right, so welcome to the Lifestyle Chase. Uh, my name is Samaj Hunter of Where You Fit. And I'm taking over from my buddy Chris today. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Chris, and and welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. the, the internet has allowed us to do some amazing things, right? Like we don't have to travel miles and miles in order to do this stuff. It's like it's all instant. It's so cool. Um, so I, I realize that you haven't you haven't done one of these in about a year, right? A year ago was the last time you did one. So. Let, let's, um, I'd love to start off by kind of filling people in on what the last year has been like. I'm sure there's been a lot of interesting times with, with the current situations going on in the world, but what's new? What's been going on? So, I mean, obviously the whole world's gone through COVID-19 and that's been brought up a lot of times, but I'm still at the facility that I was at before. So I'm based out of Evolve Strength, which is in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, where I act as a contractor, um, kind of running my own business, uh, renting space, um, podcast, cranking out episodes like crazy, tried daily episodes for a bit, stopped those in May, because that was a lot of episodes, um, and just uh, maintaining some semblance of a, of, a, of a balanced lifestyle, whatever that looks like for, for each of us fitness professionals. Yeah, I'm sure balance has been pretty, pretty crazy. Um, at least what that looks like for us, like pivoting a bit from one service to another or doing one thing or another. Um, I think in the last podcast that I listened where you did this, you talked about being an onion, you know, like having a bunch of different layers. In the last year, what layers do you think you've like added? And what layers have you gotten rid of? Like what, what things have you said? Like, eh, I'll change that. I love that question. Um, so I probably have a whole different outlook on life since the last time like I, I brought that up because so much has changed. I've found that I've met so many incredible people and connected with people through the internet. Like you and I, we've connected through through Instagram. Um, I would have to say like I, I've worried more about the quality of the connections that I have and less about the quantity of connections. And so really leaned into friendships, um, really thought about like just how much my clients mean to me. Like they're incredibly impactful on my life. They teach me things every day. And so I've tried to like look for those moments, looking for the learning moments in everybody that I, that I meet. And um, really having to practice gratitude more this year than ever because it's tough it's challenging like a lot of us kind of feel like we're up against a wall or the odds are against us or what was what was me but um there is so much to be grateful for you just have to peel back the layers and look for it awesome um so you know in in terms of building these quality relationships and really maintaining them what are what are some of the the major connections you're doing career-wise right now. So I, I saw that you're currently in the in a in a coaching mentorship, right? Um, our our good friend over there, Kyle Dobbs. 
um, doing some great things with Matt Domney. Uh, what what are what are your current relationships looking like in the fitness industry right now? How are you building those? So I really like that you brought that up because I was like, okay, in this episode, I really want to to hype up compound performance and what that means to me. Um, so the cool thing is you can check out my episode with Kyle Dobbs by going back a ways. And so for anybody that's like new to the show or new to some of these people, you can get some context. And that's kind of like how I first got to know him. And I really got to know like what was important to him and like what what his core values were, which is something that strikes a chord with me in a big way. Like I'm a big core values person where it's like, I'm in this industry because of what impact means to me or what, what my role in people's life means to me. It's like, obviously none of us are really chasing this for a Lamborghini. Like there's some kind of a why as to why we're here. Um, and it was just the, the timing, like just having uh, a need to learn more and to push myself out of my comfort zone. And I was able to join up with the guys in, in the mentorship group for this quarter and like i i can't speak highly enough of it because like truthfully just the the community i mean you you get aligned with people that see the world in a very similar way not that we're all like this big echo chamber but that uh we're able to support each other without feeling like it's going to hold anybody back like um whether it be um, giving, giving context to different techniques or different, uh, concepts or, um, helping each other on our, our weaknesses and stuff. And then from like a, a physiological standpoint, just like the, the quality of the, the programming and stuff, like I've been hitting PR after PR after PR, like there's literally like nothing that I can complain about. Like, I mean, being in the group, has been super cool because I've been able to, to network, make more internet friends, which is, I think importantly, I think community, whether it's on the internet or in person or whatever, like having some people to like bounce ideas off of and having people to, um, just be bad at things, but in good company kind of thing. Cause like, I'm always going to be a beginner, no matter how many years I get in the industry or, or whether we're talking about something I'm really good at or something I'm really bad at. Like, even the things I'm good at, I'm still a beginner. And being in an environment surrounded by people who value a lot of the same things as me, where I kind of feel like I'm I'm in a home, like I'm comfortable. And then having, like, um, lead-by-example style instruction, where it's like, those guys are tough. They're strong. Everybody in the group is tough and strong. Everybody has something to offer. And it just kind of motivates you to want to be better. It motivates you to want to level up. And it's like with having had COVID-19 this year, um, the level of isolation that I'm sure a lot of people have felt, having a community at that time, and having something to lock me into being accountable to my own fitness. Like it couldn't have come at a better time. Like it's the, the biggest motivator for me for working out is that I have people to lean on to, to give me guidance or to do that repost on Fridays when I'm doing my deadlifts. Like that's a highlight of my week. And I never thought that I would like look at my workouts in that way. And I think that's what's 
motivating me to put in so much effort. But yeah, long story short, like if you haven't checked out the Compound Performance Mentorship and you're anything like me, you should totally check it out. Yeah, that, that's amazing. What a tribe, right? Um, I did the, the initial, the first iteration of the, of the group and it, it was amazing. Like I, I can definitely agree with you in a lot of those areas. I think they asked the certain questions that I didn't even know I needed an answer to. And it forced me to, to kind of like step back a bit and say, well, I've not even like thought about this, much less like try to formulate a, an idea on it. So, you know, it, it forced me to work through some things. Uh, you mentioned early on about core values and like the fact that they align really well in the group. Um, what would you say your core values are? So I'm very family oriented, um, but also it's like I choose my family. Like there's lots of people in the industry that I consider to be my family. There's lots of people that have been on my podcast that mean a great deal to me. And so um, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of things come up with uh, a lot of trainers in the industry are introverts. And I would have to say that I'm quite introverted. Um, Like I really thrive off of like one-on-one connection. Um, I really thrive off of like really taking care of, of relationships, be that friendships or, or anything, just like if there's anything unsettling, then I like to, uh, to work on that, fix it. Um, very loyal. So it's just like my, my core values are, are loyalty. Like if you have a friend in me, you've got like, you've got a friend, like I'm, I try to be solid. I try to be accountable to people. Um, and that kind of carries on into my clients. Like, Um, I really build bonds with the clients that I work with because it's just like I care about what they do for work. I care about if they have a dog or not. I I care about uh, how their day was. It's it's a lot more than lifting. So I guess it's just quality of connection, uh, core values. Sorry, quality of connection, um, loyalty, uh, just being like having integrity in what you do. So it's like uh, this is potentially controversial for some people because some people wear masks some people don't but it's just like when i'm when i'm working with uh clients in the gym there's a period of time where i wasn't wearing a mask and then i decided okay like if i'm working with clients and it's just it's the recommended bylaw i was like okay i'm gonna wear a mask and not everybody's gonna wear a mask but i am going to because if i say i'm going to do something then i'm going to do it i don't i don't want to go back and forth and back and forth and i mean if basically what it comes down to is like whether I have a client where it matters or not, like if it matters to one client, then it matters enough to do it for all the clients. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like if uh, with everybody's different personalities and everybody's different abilities, like if it matters to get to know one client very specifically as to their personality, their abilities, what they like to talk about, all that stuff, then it matters equally as much to seek that connection with with all of them. And that's that's just kind of the way I'm wired. I might be a little extra particular on things, but um, I know that the little things add up over time kind of thing, whether it's just having retention with, with friends and family, business, anything like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I can definitely see how those things ring through in everything I've seen from you as well. So the, the posts you put out, 
um, the podcast that you do, it seems like like you you've definitely informed a lot of your decisions or if not all of your decisions based on these like things that hold really true in your life. Um, with with the that kind of mode of conversation, like what is the life? What is the current lifestyle that you're chasing? What does that look like for you? I like that. That's that's deep. It gets me thinking. Um, I'm learning to like it's it's really weird to talk about it out loud, but I'm like learning to value me more like really practicing um, self love and um, really working on my inner monologue like I think everybody is a work in progress, whether you're like the top CEO or whether you're a grandparent or whether you're a 12 year old like it's just everybody has something that they're working on and I'm not afraid to say that I, I work on like how I see myself, how I value myself, uh, who gets my time and like, when do they get it? Stuff like that. Like just kind of reflecting on like, okay, like have I made time to really um, connect with people in my life or have I made time for me to kind of just escape from things like just go for a drive, go to the mountains, read, um, am I chasing all of my dreams and goals or just one of them? So I guess, uh, that, that's kind of like my, my pursuit at this moment is, is continuing on that path of introspection, but taking action on some things and like, uh, assessing my current situation and figuring out what steps to take. And no matter how scary they are, or no matter the odds, just taking those steps. That's, that's awesome. I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into that. So, you know, keeping the tank full, like how, how are you specifically doing that? Whether it's in the gym, out of the gym, you know, you said you go to the mountains. Um, what are you doing specifically that, that keeps that energy going? This loops back to the mentorship because like the, the AMRAP pro program, like that thing is awesome. Um, yeah. that's how I'm, that's a big component as to how I'm filling my bucket right now. Like I am pushing myself harder than I've ever pushed myself with my workouts. Like I used to do a whole bunch of spin classes. I'd push hard there, but then it was like, what was the end goal? Like I, I wanted to be an instructor, but it was just like, you can only control what's in your control when you're. When you're doing anything that requires an audition, there's just going to be things that aren't going to line up. However, when you're working on increasing your training volume or increasing like a certain lift, like that's a lot more in your control. And that's kind of um, made me a lot hungrier for, for training. And it fills my bucket because it kind of um, guides a lot of my other decisions. Like I've had to, it's basically... I've had to adhere to better nutrition, better sleep habits, better stress management. Like if I am super anxious about something and I'm not doing any kind of like quiet reflection or talking to somebody about something that I'm stressed about, like if I don't follow those things, then my performance slips. Like I, I don't go as fast on the air bike or I don't lift as heavy. And it's it's never been more clear to me like how much of a holistic thing it is when you really push yourself um and like just the progression is like it, it fuels me it's like hell yeah like this is something that i have control over and i'm not gonna have a home run every single time but i know what high 
what I have to do to get a, a better outcome. And I think that whole process and journey is, uh, that is basically what I'm dialed in on because there's a lot of things that I'm working on. There's a lot of things with my business that I'm focused on. But when I need my me time, then that is like the gym becomes my sanctuary. Or if I don't want to be around people, I find ways to uh, modify it so I can do it with my own equipment in my in my condo or out in the country or wherever I have to be. Yeah, man, you've been killing some numbers. Like I've seen the videos and I've seen the shout outs. So congrats on those. Um, what like do you have goals right now for the gym? Like what what kind of numbers are you trying to hit? Like what's what's the future look like for your fitness? Well, I'll be the first to say like my, my squat and my bench press is nothing like my trap bar deadlift. So obviously I'm yeah. kind of like incognito kind of trying to like improve on those. Like, um, it's, it's shameful how different the numbers are, but at the same time, that's me peeling back the layers of the onion to understand, like I have stuff to work on and it's going to be humbling. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take years to build those up but at the same time like i've found that people have the the best success in going after their goals if they have one thing that's going well that can be their focal point and so i would say trap bar deadlift is is going well and i'm trying to get it so that i can get to a, a 600 pound trap bar deadlift and like it's gonna be tough like really really tough but that's what i want so that's what i'm gonna go for um the goal would be at the end of the 12 weeks to just pull it up for three reps. I understand like how much of an ask that is upon myself, like how, how tough and maybe unrealistic that may be. But if not at the end of the, the 12 weeks, then at the end of the year, like I, I think, I believe I can totally do that. Um, like I say, I've had to eat a lot of food in order to, like, I basically have to get bigger in order to move that amount of weight um, with uh reducing the the risk of injury and such but yeah i'm pretty pretty focused on the deadlift <laughs> nice I, I wouldn't sell yourself too short i've absolutely also seen you move a couple hundred pounds on the split squat so I, they, there's not a whole lot of people saying i'm gonna go load up a single leg movement and do it for reps you know what i mean so so again like watching those videos i'm sure that uh, you're motivating quite a few people out there to step their game up. Um, I know you're you're definitely one of the people that when you post lifting videos, I'm like, cool, great. I have to <laughs> a little bit to the bar. Okay. Um, and that's what I think that's what the community ends up being too, right? You said there's some really strong and amazing people in the group. It's it's almost like that accountability of I, I should I should do a little bit more. Like you got that many reps. Okay. All right. Cool. Like I'll, I'll push a few more reps. Um, so that that's awesome. No, I'm, I'm glad that you're putting that stuff out there, whether whether or not like you're proud of it. I'm sure that there's other people out there that are motivated by it. Well, it's really um, cool. Like, I mean, um, with with all that stuff, I mean, it holds me accountable to improving on my last result, because like last time I did um, the I think it was three miles for time on the air bike, like everything mm -hmm. had to be like lined up like i'm picking out music that works with it i'm like making sure i ate at a certain time because i'm like shit like matt domney is going to tag somebody in this thing to see if they can beat me and if my first initial time isn't good enough like somebody from australia is coming for me <laughs> so like yeah. the pressure is on it's like uh 
like I was never a top athlete. I did well with cross country, but it was mostly my work ethic. Like it wasn't, um, I just, I'm stubborn. And so I'll, if somebody puts the instructions in front of me and if I have the right like motivation, I will work my ass off to, to get the outcome. But I've never thought of myself as like a star athlete or like the, the, the center of attention on a team or anything. It's just always been like I've worked my ass off to, to get the last spot on the team or I've gotten an award because of how much I've improved or of because of my dedication to my training or something like that. And so like to actually be good at something, like speaking very vulnerably to be good at something, to, to feel that, to, to get the results, to get kind of just the, the choo-choo repost means like that is like exciting. I'm like, yes, I did it. Got my choo-choo repost. Um, that stuff, uh, it, it's so weird to reflect and think, wow, like, um, to have hung that hat in high school or something, or hang that hat at 25, like I'm 28 now. And I would have never thought that I would get that same rush that I would get like at age 14 or at age 12, when I'm like, get my first layup in basketball, or I got the, I got a basket or I scored a goal, a goal in soccer. Like if you get the right environment and you get the right motivation and you get the right accountability, like you can continue to, to layer on layers of resiliency, layers of skill. And like that can translate to anybody at any stage of their life. And it's, it's taught me how to be a better trainer for my clients, how to find those elements and put them in front of like a 50 year old female client or a 30 year old male client. Like, whoever it is, just learning more in what I found that motivates me and transferring that to other people. Dopamine, such a powerful tool, right? Um, how, kind of elaborate on that for me. How has this particular experience changed the way that you've approached the client experience recently? Um, uh, if I reflect on like my programming, how I've programmed clients, it's it's kind of like you go through this phase where it's like you're you're trying to make improvements and you're like not good enough, and then you get to this phase where you start to have like this thing is working and and people are getting results, and I I've had that with like whether it be spreadsheets that I make or how I take people through a client session, but then just looking back at old programs looking back at uh, how old training sessions went, I've been like, you know, I could make improvements. I could refine how, how I went through that with a client. I could have asked better questions. And like this experience now has taught me like the, the feedback that is most relevant. Like if I'm looking back on my workout and what aspects were most important to my success, it's translated to what are the most relevant questions that I can ask. And like it, it kind of trims the fat off of, off of the, the steak of training or like takes, takes the extra moisture off of the tofu of training for any vegans out there. But it's just like um, getting more concise, more direct, getting more context specific, understanding some people are going to need this. Some people are going to need that. Um, it's going to take some trial and error to figure it out, but it's just like, uh, 
when I find a system that works, I always have to be open to understanding that like my stuff might have been garbage and I might have done it for like four months. And as soon as I could admit that my stuff that might have been a labor of love was garbage, then I'm more open to learning, um, taking what works, leaving what doesn't. I find that like the more open you are to feedback, whether it be through a humbling experience or just communication with somebody, the more positions you're going to be for growth. And I've always considered myself to be a very growth oriented person, which has meant that I've really had to, uh, to take some pretty direct feedback and just apply it as, as often as I can without making so much excuses. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really hope people took a, like a real hard here at that, that it sounded like to me that you're saying that having a coach as a coach, being coached and going through the process of taking feedback and really having a very objective look at what you're doing made you a better coach. Absolutely. It wasn't this uh, weekend cert or a quick fix or a list of acronyms after your name that, that made you a better coach. Um, especially now, I feel like now it's easy with the pandemic and with like life changing the way that it is to, to run around and figure out like, what do I need in order to make this thing that I'm doing very viable? Um, there's probably not a quick fix for it. You probably have to uh, do the work, you know, like go through the process. Definitely. I completely agree. Um, so out of, out of curiosity, I know I've, I know I've, uh, I've spoken to you on a couple different occasions, but how long have you actually been in the industry? So I'll, I'll go back in the time machine a little bit. I would say that I started in the industry sometime in like 2016 or 2017. And my first role was I was an account manager for a local fitness magazine called YEG Fitness or YEG Fitness. So YEG is like the airport code for Edmonton. Um, and so what I did with that is I'd be representing the magazine as someone who would perhaps sell advertising spots, someone who would network out in the community. And so I really got some solid exposure, not only to like what kind of businesses were out there, what kind of fitness offerings were out there and all the complimentary stuff like the, the wellness and the, uh, massage therapy the chiropractic all that stuff like i was really in tune to the industry as a, a greater picture but then i was also um exposed early as to like it, it's not all sunshine and roses like it's a very tough industry like it, it's not super easy and like one of the first additional things that i did was i started out as a spin instructor and so i was doing that while I was working on my, my certifications for training. And so I, I start out with one of the easier um, sort of like weekend certifications so that I would have the piece of paper. And amidst that, I was doing some of the post-secondary courses offered by uh, one of the technical colleges here in, in Alberta, Canada. And I found that like I was learning a lot through the technical courses. I think I did like three out of the 12 that were part of the two-year program. And then I found that I was learning so much by just being around um, good examples, like by by following different trainers that had stuff to offer me, to teach me that were putting out good material. I was listening to all kinds of podcasts and um, about halfway through my, 
my journey as a spin instructor, I ended up making the the choice that in order to get full time in the industry, I had to leave my old job. And so mm-hmm. I basically like I put in my resignation and I was so sure I was going to get a job like a box gym or something, but I actually didn't. And so I put myself in a position where I had to do something or completely fail. And from that point on, I just like, I, I hustled to, to get a chance. I, I was lucky that my very first um, gym job as a trainer, like I started out as a bit of an inter- internship and it was at a gym called L2 Fitness and that's how I got connected with Dean Guido and Anthony Harder. And those guys kind of took me under their wing mentored me quite a bit like they they taught me a lot of the fundamentals of training and have just been guys that have looked out for me dean and i talk often dean's how i got to meet kyle just because like dean was speaking so highly of kyle that i looked up kyle and i was following him and i was like you know it would be really cool to have him on my podcast and like after having kyle on my podcast like there was no looking back like i i have to give tribute to the fact that like I think I was following Kyle for like a year before this mentorship and he was already helping me. Like he's helped me without asking for anything in return. And it's, that's been a big thing that's uh, made me very loyal to what he offers. Like any, any chance I get, I'm going to give him a shout out because of what he's done for me and the kind of person that he is. And like Matt Domney comes along with that. Like Matt, and I have chatted back and forth in, in the DMs and just some of his, uh, his feedback has been just super insightful, encouraging. Sometimes it's just we're talking about potatoes, but you know how it is. Um, but yeah, so it's like I would still consider myself like if somebody says new trainers are lazy, I get pissed off because I still see myself as a new trainer even though I've been like I've been employed as a full-time trainer since uh, 2018. So I've got a couple years in the industry. I've been self-employed for more time than I've not been self-employed. Like I was employed by the, the private gym for eight months until they closed. And then from that point on, it's just been like figure skating through, trying to figure out how to navigate my way. And I've been lucky that I think it's the work ethic that's played into that. And I've been incredibly lucky for the people that surround me. Like you're the product of the people that you surround yourself with. And like be that the people that have been on my podcast, um, the people who have mentored me behind the scenes, like I've got like an all-star list of people that, that make up my community as far as like, my personal growth, my career growth, like sometimes I forget how lucky I am, but yeah, like that is something I'm incredibly grateful for because of those connections that I have and these quality like relationships that I've, that I built with people that are like heavy hitters in the industry. That's awesome. Um, I, a lot of the names like definitely, definitely familiar with, um, you know, we've talked about Kyle and Matt, and Dean's actually someone that I had a conversation with probably within the last couple months, um, within this COVID period of time. And awesome guy, like very down to earth. Of all, all the people that you mentioned, like the word that comes to mind is, is authentic, right? Um, they're, they're definitely like, they 
put their heart out there. They care about the people that they're talking to, but they're not out here to sugarcoat it either, right? They, they tell you like it is, um, so willing to just like give their time and help. And it, it really, it really like gives me an example. Uh, Cause I think we, we probably started coaching full-time around the same time. Um, but it gives me an example of, of what I want to do going forward. And it's really cool to see these communities of people pop up in social media during a time, like right after what felt like a period where there was so much um, like there, there was a lack of authenticity on the internet when it came to, to training, right? Like with the, with the age of Instagram, it was almost like this, this curated, let's talk about all the success and none of the failures, good news, no days off. Uh, it's, it's this idea of like what it looks like versus what it actually is. And it's cool to see people come out and really start to, like, it's not just about sale funnel, sales funnels anymore, which I think is still valuable and has a place, but, but it's about like, well, what does the work actually look like? You know, like once all the, the glamor and the, the glitz, like once that starts to fade, what are you left with and what do you need to do as a coach on a regular basis to build a business where you're doing things that align with your core values, um, where you can honestly look yourself in the mirror and say like, I've put in this effort, I've built this thing, I've created this space that helps people, builds communities. Uh, it's, it's quite amazing to see like what, what they're doing and the ripple effect that they're causing, but also like what we could possibly do as coaches ourselves and, and continue that and, and move that forward. Um, Again, we, we can definitely talk about those guys like ad nauseum for probably the whole episode. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool that, that we've been able to connect as well through that specific community. Um, I don't know how I would have met you otherwise, right? Um, we, definitely, we, we definitely like did meet through the internet. We haven't met in person yet. And it's, it's cool that we can create this kind of space where that's possible where ideas can be exchanged and, and things can be challenged and we can actually learn in this kind of a space. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. It's so cool. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, in, in terms of that, so you've been in the industry for, we'll call it what, four years about, right? Uh, what are the, I, so I thought that was beer for a second. I was like, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I'll grab mine. Uh, we, so we, we've been in, you've been in the industry for about four years. What does the next four years look like? Where do you want to see yourself four years from now? That question is sneaky because like, you know how sometimes you get this big idea and you're like, oh, do I share my big idea or do I not share my big idea? But I think my podcast is a great place to share my big idea. Um, mm. Like COVID-19, the amount of like I spent hours by myself like i painted my condo i it was just like i've never been so by myself and so i had a lot of time to think and i had a lot of time to like really understand what direction that i wanted to go um i think a lot of people that we both look up to have had moments like that where like uh, I'll use Kyle as an example, just his pivot that he made where he got out of New York because that was going to facilitate more family time. And I think about his long ass walks with his kids and just how fundamental that is to the years to come. 
and how these major moves or this major effort, um, this stepping outside of your comfort zone, um, that's what facilitates the actual movement or the 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 outcome of having achieved that goal. So then back to the topic at hand, back to my my five or four or five year plan. I've been thinking a lot about how like I want to to get not only better at like training people, like that's a given. Like every trainer is gonna be like, I want to be better at training people. Um I also want to be better at at podcasting. I want to be better at uh finding what sets me apart what brings me value in the online space like why would a person choose me instead of choosing somebody else and so identifying that building on that with uh, the outcome being that i would like to to have the the freedom to be able to not only train people in person because that fills my bucket being an introvert i like that one-on-one connection i like being around people's energy but also be able to, like, we talked about the value of, of these connections and stuff, these people that we're meeting who we haven't met in person. I want to get myself to a point where I could just be like, okay, every client for next week, I'll be away for the week. I'm going to visit my buddies in the States, or I'm going to just take it easy, go to the mountains for a week and still make, make a reasonable amount of income. Like, I'm not here to get rich. But I want to get better at all the other aspects. It's very similar to like, I'm, I'm good at deadlift, but I need to improve my squat. So how do I improve my squat? I got to rep it out. So if I'm, if I'm good at in-person and I have quite a bit less remote clients, um, I have to learn what is it that I have to really lean into to improve my my remote client sessions and I guess what it all comes down to is just um, making my environment as ideal as possible I think to to upgrade my my living situation to have a nice equipped gym like in the basement or something that's been something I've talked about a lot like I I own a condo now but I can't have a, a gym in here because it'd be noisy and so to to get myself to a level where that's a possibility and to get myself to a level where I'm really like walking my talk with like what's important to me like am I am I going to the mountains with a buddy or am I spending time with with family or loved ones like actually checking those boxes and like meaning it rather than just talking about it so I guess like um continuing to make like the really tough actionable steps to have the outcomes that I really want. Like it's nothing is impossible. Um, everything takes work. And if you want it bad enough, people will come out of the woodwork and they'll help you. But if you don't want it bad enough, um, then you're going to have a, a hard time finding people that, that want to help. And so, yeah, like I, I love the idea of being able to follow up with all these people that I meet and like, to, to go visit you and we just go for coffee and a workout or something and I'm there for the week or something. That is something that I see in my next four years, whether it's sponsors on the podcast or more remote clients or creating something that sets me apart that the people value. And it feels so weird to say all that out loud, but that's, that's what I've got in my brain. That's the plan more more deeper connection because that is something that means so much to me. 
Chris, if you are ever in town, you are always welcome. Hit me up. We can do this. Um, I've, I've definitely been notorious. If you like side conversation with anyone, I've DM'd on a regular basis. I'm like, listen, I'm coming over. I'm definitely going to like work out in your garage gym and sleep on your floor or whatever I need to do. Like I'm hanging out with you. Um, but yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. I, I I'd hope that like a lot of other trainers during this period of time have have found the bright side, right? Um, there was definitely a, a, a slot where there was a lot of woe is me. And, and granted, like I'm, I'm not minimizing the struggle that a lot of places have gone through. Like we're still figuring out like how, like if gyms are gonna open up and how small businesses can be supported. And like, it's, it's crazy what a lot of people are, are going through right now. But I think it's, it's amazing how folks like yourself um, have found ways to level up and to try to work on try to work on yourself and better yourself and and come out from the other side being a better coach and a better person and a better human being um, hopefully that's we're all just trying to be better human beings at the end of the day uh, if you're talking to that that coach right that post covid I'll call it post covid even though we're still in it but that post covid uh, trainer, whether they're like brand new or they're going through it a little bit, uh, where would you tell them that they should probably focus their energies? They're coming to you for advice. Having already, having done it or you're doing it right now, where would you tell them would be the best bang for their buck or the best like area of achievement to focus their energy? I think like we, we as trainers helping people with improvements, we can really lean on analytics, statistics, um, whatever is inputted into the program, like the AMRAP, you're putting in your volume and you're seeing that volume increase and it's just like figure out a way to lift more weight. And so transferring that to what would be like the honest to goodness, most effective thing to, to give people is it's like if you are aware of your first few years um look at like the income look at the expenses look at how you pulled it off and then reflect on how there was no pandemic you didn't really have an excuse you were just new and then reflect on like your your most highest converting actions like whether that was like if the person's struggle is they're they're not getting clients for what they're offering we'll figure out what you're offering first like for the people without gyms you're going to need to figure out what you're offering like are you offering zoom calls or are you offering kettlebell workouts in the park or like figure it out define it and then try to assess based on past experiences what worked for you like what worked for me is i gave out a lot of free consults and I got a lot of people in front of me and I would chase people down. Like I wouldn't chase people down, but if somebody thought they might be interested in free consult, then I would encourage them to take one with me, to, to come meet me at the gym. And now it's more so that like some people don't want to go to the gym. So I am aware of that. So I offer consults through a, like a Google meet call and I figure out what people are needing and then figure out how I can offer it. And like something that I reflect on often is like, I look back at the trends in my old invoices. Like if I look back last year and the year before, like this time of year, I had very similar income fluctuations. And so it's like, okay, 
what is what is the end number that we need to hit like what is causing us the most grief is that we're coming up like 700 bucks short well if it is what can we do to make up for that like for for someone who is just like they burn the candle at both ends they don't know what to do um there's so many different things that you can do to alleviate the anxiety that may be negatively impacting other things whether it's you're looking through your stuff and you're deciding to to minimize like i had a george foreman grill that i managed to sell for 20 bucks that i hadn't used for five years or maybe it's uh really leaning on some of your other talents like it could be that you decide to be an uber driver for two months like do what you have to do to get to where you need to be like understand that more is in your control than what you're willing to admit um tackle the things that are making your bucket leak so perhaps it could just be you're frustrated over the resources that you have and you're not aware of the resources that you're spending without realizing. Like, I know that when I first made the leap from being fully employed to then kind of unemployed with mostly like a spin instructor wage for a few weeks, like I immediately canceled all my unnecessary like cable bill, Netflix bill. I was just looking for wherever money left and stopping that exit of income and then i would look at like okay what what kind of skills do i have and like i leaned on some of my creativity like with video editing and content creation and if anybody has the opportunity like we're all trainers lean on your your physical skills like go be a moving company for like a month or so like don't be afraid to do the hard work to get to where you want to be just understand to get to where you want to be is going to take hard work kind of thing. That's, that's awesome. Um, and I think a lot more came from that answer than I, than I thought was going to come because like a lot of folks are like, well, I can't, I can't personal train anymore. So I can't work. It's like, no, that's, that's not the case. Like there's definitely, and sure, like online training is there, but like you said, like use your skills utilize the opportunities that are there. Um, I think as, as trainers, we, we talk about to our clients all the time, it's a slow process. There might be some like two steps forward, one step back type of situations. Plateaus are not something that, that we should wonder if will happen more so prepare for what we do when they happen. Um, and don't look for the quick fix. It's not going to be done overnight. Right. Now let's like switch this, flip the script a little bit and talk about like, well, as a trainer, I'm sitting in the seat of what do I need to do in order to get results? What do I need to do in order to see progress? How can I get it by tomorrow? Um, why do I, why does it take longer than, than a month in order to see the result of my 30 Instagram posts that I posted? Why, why are these funnels working? And I think we, we definitely lose the sight of what it means to be a client in that case, right? Like, what is that? What are those experiences like? And what are those feelings like? Um, I think something that I found a whole lot of value in recently is, is trying new things. So recently, uh, we, we needed some furniture. And I was like, I'm not spending a whole lot of money on a furniture. We're in a pandemic. So I built our kitchen table. 
and it's it's sitting up right now i stood on it to make sure that it wasn't going anywhere um, but i can't tell you the level of frustration that went into putting this together and and figuring something out that i didn't know anything about i've never built anything like this in my life and i'm sure there are people that like have that experience growing up that wasn't my story um and i i think we as trainers like fail to sometimes like work outside of our comfort zones uh, you know, we, we have the idea or we, we preach the story of be comfortable being uncomfortable. But when it comes to actually being uncomfortable in something that we're almost totally blind in, like we also fall, fall uh, victim to losing it sometimes. Um, when's the last time you were really uncomfortable? Like you tried something so different or so out of your, your wheelhouse? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to give it some time to, to come up with, with my answer. Cause you got me stumped. Like oh. I've got endless, endless examples. So like when I first started my, my like fitness journey, when I first started pursuing things in the industry, something that made me uncomfortable then was like talking to new people. Like mm. if I was in a bar with buddies and my friend was like, hey, talk to that girl. Like, I just like froze. I couldn't do it. Um, and so when I reflect back, because like I don't realize how far I've come with certain aspects of like my identity, what people know me for. Like now this is episode 140 of the podcast. So I've talked to like 130 different people. And some of these people I'm talking to for the very first time. And I've trained several different people whether it's been people that have trained with me for two years people who have come in for their free consult and these are all like major like icebreaker moments um but i think if we like that basically summarizes something that i've leaned into that has felt uncomfortable in the past but now it's like easy peasy just line up a stranger in front of me, I'll probably embarrass myself a little bit, but I'll figure skate my way through that situation. Now it's actually what I find uncomfortable or just what I have trouble with is like finding all the value in myself that other people see in me. Like I speak so highly of my clients and I truly, truly mean it. Like clients are the most incredible people that we have because we believe in them but no matter how much we believe in them i like to believe that they believe in us even more it's kind of similar to how we speak highly about kyle dobbs matt domini and anybody else that has helped us along the way um we could perhaps be believing in in them more than they are believing in themselves and so my challenge for myself is learning how to believe in myself just as much as the people in my life believe in me because it's not always easy because it's not always like sunshine and happiness like especially in a year when we have to be alone because government is mandating it because people are scared because there's so much uncertainty and everything in the news and just learning that like you know like I've got this, like being able to reaffirm that to myself, because sometimes it's a lot more comfortable to just throw in the towel, give up and say I'm not capable to, to say that like, oh, my four year plan that I told you where I was going to travel and see my friends, like that's not for me. Like 
I have to believe in myself so much that I can like picture my basement gym, that I can picture the plane flight, that I can imagine just booking in my calendar that I'm going to go here for a week and then I'm going to splurge and go there for a week. I'm going to be working the whole time. Like to have that kind of like Kanye West level confidence where it's like barely factual, but like you're just going to run with it. Like that's uncomfortable. And that's what I'm really trying to get better at. Like believing in myself more, understanding what I bring to the world, what my value is, why people choose me, why they, why I have a retention level. Like I retain my clients really well without looping them into a contract. And I don't, uh, I don't own that sometimes. And so as much as it feels like I'm full of myself, sometimes when I say it, it's just like, I think we all deserve to believe in ourselves just as much, if not more than the people that believe in us, believe in us kind of thing. Chris, I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no, it's really, it's really cool. And I, again, like the, the words that, that come to mind are authentic. I think that what you just said was, it was super, like, it's super vulnerable, right? Like, I, I don't know if that's, that happens enough in our industry. Um, and again, using Instagram as an example, it's really easy. I feel like it takes effort to post the flaws. It's not that like you can't post them. It's that Instagram somehow curates it to make it seem like, like, oh, like, look at, look at him do this, like effortlessly, mistakenly. Like it's, it's, it's crazy how, how difficult it is to really talk about the process I feel in, in certain situations. Um, also when you're speaking with your clients, I'm sure this is not as, as like, a, the solid trainer that I believe that you are, you're not over here saying, what was me, right? And it's not my job to talk about like the, the downside of what I do. My goal is to like uplift you and make you feel good and make you feel motivated to do this thing and to con like reaffirm that the things that you're afraid of, like while they're valid, like we're going to get through them together. And the things that you're hopeful for, like let's like really build those up and pursue those hopes and dreams as much as possible. Um, the whole like pot, the lifestyle chase, right? It's, it is a chase. It's like, let's get after it. And hopefully it's something that makes you happy and fulfills you as a human being. Um, it's, it's amazing to watch your process. Uh, it's amazing to watch the things that you're doing and, and the people that you're connecting with and bringing together into a space to have these kind of conversations. So again, thank you. Thank you for what you are doing and for the, the upstanding guy that you are. Making me blush, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like, uh, again, like, I really appreciate it. Um, when it when it comes to still in, like, fitness, like, the field, what's, what's kind of going on, what has happened, what will happen in the future. Um, and I, I don't know if the wording on this one's right, but what's one of the most valuable things that you had to forget in the last year? Um, and let me explain that a little bit. What's something that you held on to as like a, this is a belief, it's a value, it is something that I operate by or something that I'm really uh, gung-ho about that you had to say it doesn't, it doesn't, um, sir, it doesn't like fulfill a service for me right now, it doesn't have a place in my training or it doesn't have a place in my career. Um, I have to let go of this particular thing in order to move forward. Do you have do you have something that fits that that particular mold? 
I sure do. So this comes out a lot in like my my taste of music, in sometimes like my the framing that I like put out content in what motivates me. And it's basically it revolves around the fact that I I have it in my head sometimes that it's like me against the world, that people want me to fail, that like I have to work harder than everybody else or, or something like that, that I have something to prove. And like that is that is a quirk about me that I'm I'm not afraid to to say out loud because I, I we all have our quirks and so you either own it or you let it eat you up. And so something that I've had to to really work on is to really understand who wakes up in the morning and says, that Chris Little guy, I just want him to to trip up and fail. Like, nobody, nobody has a time of day for that. Um, if they do, like they got bigger fish to fry. So letting go of that and just like putting that to the side and really like making more space for being grateful for people, making more space for like looking at the situation in front of me and, and real, wondering like, how can I make somebody around me better? Like, what, what do I have to offer that can genuinely improve the people in my life? Um, and it, it's kind of like uh, nutrition, where it's like, if you have all these bad habits, there's more value in focusing on what's a good habit that you can do versus um, trying to just el- eliminate, like, carbs or something. Like, with vegetables being a carb, it's kind of silly to just be like, oh, no carbs at all. It's like, well... I think you might accidentally eat a carb here and there and that's going to be okay. It's just like, why don't we fill up our, our food intake with things that are, that are good. And so for me, filling up my, my mind, my energy, my, my calendar, my day with uh, ways that I can make the people around me more badass ways that I can make people smile less, um, less woe is me, less thinking to myself that, uh, uh, the odds are against me and more really focusing on how many odds are, are in my favor and, and what what is just out of reach and how do I reach and, and get that thing to, to get to that next level and who can I take with me, who can come along for the ride and how can we lean on each other in the tough times when the wave of COVID is coming at us, like how can we weather that storm? So I guess just changing changing my mindset, my inner monologue, um, getting rid of some of the, the statements that just make no sense when you reflect on them and other people's schedules. Like like I said with the morning analogy, like nobody wakes up to trash somebody. It's just what yeah. it is. <laughs> and I mean, even if they do, like I'm I'm probably gonna ask you some questions. Like, are you okay? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I'm sure that I've actually had a conversation with someone who tried to argue with me on the internet and it turned into like we're we're good friends now. We talk. We have conversations. Because like I was really just curious, like what the heck was who pissed in your cereal this morning? Like, <laughs> why are you so angry? Why are you gang banging on breakfast? Like what's going on? It's nine. Um, that that's something that I can absolutely relate to. I think that there there's there was this mentality at one point where it, it's like silence the haters, and like very true in some aspects. Yes, like by all means, silence the haters. But there were, I think, in some spaces, there were no haters. And it was almost like, uh, well, I got to make up some haters then because that's I, if, I, if I don't have haters, how do I silence them? 
Like, how do I fight against this machine that doesn't necessarily exist? I have to now create the monster for this story that I now want, right? Um, this narrative that, that I think every, everyone falls into at some point, whether it's our clients or it's us, uh, we want a story to tell. It's why people don't necessarily go the route of like sustainability. Go get 10,000 steps a day, sleep seven to nine hours, eat whole nutritious food. They're like, what about the HIIT training? What about that workout that leaves me bleeding on the floor? Like that's what I'm looking for because when I'm at the bar with my friends, drinking my low calorie seltzer drink, I wanna make sure, sipping on my White Claw, I wanna make sure that I have a really good story to tell them that warrants me having this White Claw in my hand right now. Um, I think it's the same thing with trainers sometimes or like anyone who owns a business, right? We really want that story to be able to tell. Uh, I've definitely had some people ask me recently like, how's business going during this time? How's everything? And I think they either want like a really like woe is me or it's absolutely amazing. And I'm kind of middle of the run. I'm like, things are really good. I'm seeing progress on a regular basis and I can't wait to see what comes of this within the next couple of years. And they're like, what? (laughs) That's the best answer. That's that's perfect. I'm making consistent progress over time. Progressive overload over here, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that, but that's what we want, right? That's that's the that's the happy place. Um, in in my perspective as a trainer, that's the perfect client. The perfect client is doing checking their boxes day in and day out and seeing consistent progress and and doing the things that they need to do. Like no matter what the stories in their own head tells them, no matter what the stories around them necessarily say, it's like I have a goal, I have a target, and I'm I'm going after it. Uh, again, not to use the name of the podcast again, but I'm chasing it, right? I'm, I'm absolutely like putting my effort there. Um, so a lot, a lot in terms of fitness, and I know you mentioned a few things outside of fitness. Um, what are you into that's not fitness related, possibly anti-fitness? Like what, what's going on there? Oh, well, it's, I'll just be honest and say like, because of the nature of my career i've been so like engulfed in fitness it's just been like everything that i do is fitness like there's a lot of people that have kind of drifted away from me and it's it's a challenge because it's like you always kind of think like your circle is going to be the same for years like if if you have buddies that you went to parties with you're like okay can't wait to catch up 10 years down the road and so so that's kind of changed but if we dial it in and like look at within the things that I do, what is directly related to fitness and what's like a sidebar from fitness, I would have to say like when, when I was in high school, I always thought that I was going to do film. Like I was going to go into film production and I was dead set to go to Vancouver film school. And so something that I really enjoy is the, the creative outlet of creating content, creating like this, this podcast, doing video editing. Um, I, sometimes I just get creative and I want to make something for a friend and it might take a few hours on like Adobe premiere or something, but it's just like, I, I am a very heartfelt individual. Like if somebody matters to me, they, they know it. And so I've been really able to um, enjoy my creative outlet. I have like, I have a couple guitars. I'm a drummer. Um, those are the things that uh, 
that I lean on. Like sometimes I paint, like I found that painting is something that forces you to meditate for a person that doesn't want to meditate. Like if you're making excuses that you have to be always working, go get like a really cheap watercolor paint or expensive if you want, but it's just like, it doesn't take much to get something to set yourself up to do some painting and just feel it out. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be spectacular, but I'm pretty sure you can do something that's going to help you reflect on, on what's going on in your life to take a step back from what can sometimes become a real echo chamber when you're around like the, the same topics, the same things, the same polarizing articles and, and posts and stuff. Like sometimes when we take a step back from, from our industry that can really consume a lot of us, um, and we, we find a way to do that in a way that is sustainable through, through creativity, it can be quite helpful. So it's just basically, I am consumed by the industry, but I still find ways to, to sneak myself out when I really, really need to. Nice. That, that's awesome. Um, I think it's, it's definitely one of those industries that we can easily like develop our entire lives around. Right. Um, fitness is one of those, it's a lifestyle at the end of the day. Uh, it's, it's what you can easily think about when you wake up before you go to bed, then it's also your job and it's also the friends we hang out with. Um, so it's cool that you're, that you're also kind of building in these other aspects to life. Uh, cause I think that they, it, it keeps us away from living in this particular echo chamber. Uh, I think what's, what's really cool about the communities that I'm seeing built currently is that there are so many differing thoughts. Like everyone doesn't agree with everyone. Um, and that's not what we're looking for either. We're not looking for people that, that we 100% agree with. We're ideally looking for people who are like challenging us to be a better version of ourselves and, and to be able to, to level up. Um, so it's, it's again, amazing to like watch your process and, and see like where that's all going. Uh, little, little fun one in here in terms of like, uh, a quirky fact about yourself. What's, what's something that like people wouldn't guess, um, on any good day that you'd love to share with the audience. I got a few, so I'll, I'll share both because they're kind of a two in one. One of them I've kind of even forgotten about, but I'll show you real quick. So if people are watching on the YouTube, I can wiggle my ears. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. So that's like super weird. But then the other thing that dives a bit deeper into is definitely a quirk because like when I was born, I was actually born with one fully developed eardrum and one non fully developed. And so my left ear, the ear canal goes all the way. Everything is normally functional, but on, on the right side, um, like I was born a bit prematurely, so I'm sure that ear didn't have all the time to develop. And so the ear canal, like everything looks normal with the ear, but the ear canal doesn't go to the eardrum or anything. So a lot of my hearing on my right side is based off of bone conduction, which works like it means that I notice when I have both earphones in, but, um, sometimes I only need to wear the one. And the other thing that is actually like my superpower. So like some people have trouble falling asleep because of noises and stuff. All I have to do is lay on like the right side and then everything is just silent. And it's really funny because past girlfriends of mine, they start to catch on that when I'm like ready 
for nighttime. I roll onto that side and they're like trying to tell me something and I'm already sleeping and they're like, how does he fall asleep so soon? And then like either they piece it together and like, oh, oh no, he, he does that like subconsciously when he's ready to just shut off the noise. Like whether they figure that out because they already knew it or I admit it later on in like the relationship, if it's still brand new, it's just like, it's such a unique thing because I have to be aware of it when I'm around people because it kind of, it can throw me off when you're trying to listen to a whole bunch of people at once. But at the same time, it has never held me back. Like it was something that was a topic when I was a kid where it was like, is this going to develop to be a problem? Like, should we look at like some kind of like a, an aid or, or something? And it's never held me back. I've always been academic. I, it's tricky. Like when I've played a team sport, I have to glance up to kind of see where things are coming from. Like Marco Polo, I hate that game because it's like Marco Polo. And like, I'm always looking on the side of me that I have the best hearing and I'm less inclined to look to the side of me that doesn't have the best hearing. Better than that, like that is my quirk, 100%. Like that, I don't think anybody can really beat a quirk like that, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it, it's cool. Uh, it makes you a very unique individual, yeah. Um, probably not the the best at some of those like games from grade school where you have to like whisper a secret into someone's ear. Oh, the <laughs> telephone game, I just, I was notorious. Oh, yeah. And nobody would ever know because I was so quiet. So like, didn't matter what was coming from. Well, it, it depended on the direction because sometimes the teachers would catch on, right. and they'd be like, "Okay, uh -huh. if if Chris is in the game, we need to start it so that people are whispering into his good ear. Otherwise, like that message is going to be something totally different. And he's just going to mess with us." Because when I would give up, like trying to hear what they were saying, like some people would speak loudly enough that I would honestly hear it from the other side, but if they were whispering really quietly like a little part of me would get frustrated and I would make up just something ridiculous and it'd be Absolutely. so different by the time I got to the end person. <laughs> but yeah, it's so true. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so final question. Um, I'd love to hear scenario. You're talking to a coach who is struggling to pivot. So you've, you've talked about a lot of situations where you've had to pivot. Um, and it seems like a skill that you've like continued to get better at. Um, I'm sure if now everything changed again, you're, you're currently the type of person that's like, cool, awesome. Like, let's, let's move to this next thing that we now have to do. Um, but they're, they're struggling. This is a very new skill. They're very uncomfortable, um, with everything that they're doing. What is it that you tell them that will encourage them to continue finding new ways in order to be the best coach that they can be. So that one's going to be tricky because like not everybody's going to resonate with like what I have to say, but something that I find is very important that I place a lot of precedence on is like, you got to really understand like, what is your why? And that sounds cliche. It's like, everybody's like, oh, what is your why? And it's like, I like helping people, but it's like, what truly like, what is it? What's the reason that you're doing what you're doing? And at the end of the day, when you look back, what are the things that are the highlights of your day? Like what, what made your day better? And sometimes if a person is not finding success in the direction that they're going, maybe they're not lined up with their why. Like that's why some people shift their career again. That's why sometimes setbacks 
cause for a higher turnover in the fitness industry because people are still navigating and they're finding their why. But if you are like me and you're someone who has a really good idea of why you're you're in this industry and you got that fire under your butt and you just need a little bit of direction or a light in the right direction. So start to kind of reflect. Like sometimes I'll go on, I call it a vision quest. And so if I have hit a block, like I, I can't move forward, I don't know what to do, I feel helpless and nobody's advice is doing anything for me, I will on purpose take about a full day and just go for a long drive or if financially I don't have the means or geographically I'm restricted to staying in one place if that is the case I will find a book and I will go through that book from the beginning of the day to the end or the other thing that I find to be quite helpful and it has a bit of a bias to it because I am a podcast host is like find someone in the industry that is doing something that you honest to goodness want to do, or even not in the industry to go find a celebrity or something and listen to like 10 to 12 episodes about them from different interviewers. Just immerse yourself in something that's outside of what you're currently in. So change up your environment, um, change up the context that's being discussed, um, research and, that's going to illuminate a lot of things that are already in your control, whether it's a skill that you forgot you had. Um, maybe it'll give you a bit more oomph into why it is that you do what you do. Like sometimes someone has an experience with a client and it just like bolsters their their reason for why they get up at five in the morning or why they stay up till 11 at night or or why they go through all the tough things that enable them to do the things that they do. Um, position yourself to have those aha moments and then ride that wave. But it's not going to happen if you sit and wonder who is going to shine the light. Like It's you that has to go through the vision quest, not me. It's you that has to li listen to hours of, of whatever you need to hear, not me. And so it's like, got to pay to play. But there's no reason why you can't find enlightenment in, in your own in your own way. Dude, I, I honestly think that that can cover anyone who's coming into this right now. Um, and it's just the idea that I think I found that recently about myself, uh, a, a mental pivot, a mental shift. Um, probably more easily follows a very physical pivot and shift. Right. Um, the idea that environment dictates everything, like change your environment. If you need to change your perspective on something, change your location on something like move and talk to someone very different that you may think you disagree with. Um, read a different kind of book or, you know, like you said, like all of those things, I think are absolutely amazing things that I wish I knew five, 10 years ago. Um, but currently in this, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, about where we are now. Uh, making the decisions that we're making and learning the things that we're doing, you know, being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable and really pursuing this, this particular life, like really pushing after it. Um, Chris, thank you. Thank you so much for, you know, flipping the roles a little bit and, and having me on. Um, it was an awesome conversation. Like I love, I love every second of it. Yeah. I mean, this has been an 
a super positive experience. I have no regrets for picking you for this task. You've been an amazing interviewer, so I'm glad that you had the time to share with me. Yeah, no, it was, it was beautiful. Um, I'm sure that the people know where to find you, but where can the people find you? <laughs> so my, my Instagram handle, at Christian Little, or my website, www.invigoratetraining.com. And I've got lots of uh, video content on there if people are just looking to, to start their journey and they don't know what, what they're going to do first. Yeah, if you're, if you're not listening, following Chris, you, you need to. You're missing out on so many great things, on the games and on just the wealth of knowledge that this guy has to offer. Again, thanks, Chris, for having me. It was awesome. Thank you so much.